Can we shout out some uh, new patrons? Yeah! More patrons? Oh, we're, at, we're at 14. Woo! One shit. What? I know. I didn't even think we had that many listeners. All right. So a good friend of mine that I know from childhood, uh, Alex. We have two patrons named Alex, which, I mean, I think that they well, should fight. confusing. Uh, for the honor of being a patron. There can only be one. Oh, man. My good friend Alex signed up at the Inquisitor level, and this month he asked uh, if... He has a very interesting question about dragon, like the, the flavor of dragons. Uh, chromatic dragons being... Uh, having corresponding flavors that are, you know, correspond to their colors. So, like, a red dragon is uh, cherry. Uh, a blue dragon is blue raspberry. A white dragon is white freezy flavor. But what flavor is a green dragon? Is it lime or is it green apple? And that was a question that we hotly debated in the uh, Q&A uh, this month. So thanks, Alex, for signing up. Uh, I hope our answers were satisfactory, but I know they weren't. <laughs> Avocado flavor. you remind me, is it chromatic? Which, which type of dragon is the evil type? Chromatic, yeah. The metallic ones, or those are the good guys. Okay, in that case, a, a green chromatic, if it's evil, definitely green, green apple. Because, yeah, yep. green I said no, I said guacamole. So good. I love green apple. That's what I just said. said. I said avocado. <laughs> That's a great flavor. Yum. But we know dragons can't be avocado flavored because then they'd be hunted till extinction. <laughs> By hipsters who want to put them on their toast. Yeah. Yeah, dragon toast. Dragon yeah. toast. Mm. Uh, and another shout out to Ken, uh, Kenneth Hudson who signed up at our nemesis level. Oh, damn. What? Oh, Kenneth. Kenneth. The nemesis. You are a new Kenneth. nemesis, Kenneth. <laughs> so, thanks, guys. Thanks for supporting us. We love you. Yay! Thank you so much. Thanks very much, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. 14. Incredible. 14. That's so cool. So, it's late on the second day within the Sunless Citadel. Oh, by the way, hi, you filthy peasants. <laughs> Good to see you guys again. <laughs> Maybe I should have said that before I started to do the intro, but nonetheless, Filthy it's really peasants. good to see you guys. And it is late on your second day within the Sunless Citadel. After agreeing to work with Eustrail to help the kobolds recapture their lost dragon, Meepo has guided you into unseen rooms deeper in the Citadel. Through this new alliance, uh, you've created a little bit more work for the team, but you have successfully discovered the fate of Caracas and so have furthered the mystery of the lost adventuring party. After slaying a giant disease rat by ways of quick wits and newfound teamwork, you continue to follow the tracks now almost certainly belonging to the other members of the lost party. You all find yourself in a plain stone room where you manage to take a, a brief respite. Uh, a well-fitted door stands to the north, uh, blocking the way further into the unknown regions. Uh, I did say where we finished off that you had a chance for a short rest, so if you haven't used that, you can expend, uh, I guess, your single hit dice <laughs> to recover a bit of health, or uh, take a few beats to organize yourself. But the path forward is clearly um, this door to the north. 
<clears throat> I should also note that you didn't check out this room at all. You walked in, it looked plain, that's where you left off. But it doesn't mean it's a safe haven. Can you also just give me the name of the person who I took the ring that belonged to me forever that I've always had before? Caracas? Thank you. Oh, that's what you meant. We all saw you take the ticket. You don't have a ring that belongs to you, but... I've always had this ring. Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, that was Caracas. Because it has his name on it, right? I just wanted to... (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, on the map, the room that we're in is that little square one that's kind of on the left there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you can see now mapped out um, just to the west of there is that long hallway. So the the lower room would have been where the dragon first dragon fountain was, and then those six kind of small rooms are the cells that you pass by. And then in the north west there is that room with some pits that you use to your advantage while fighting my gorgeous disease rat so gross and so you've you've backtracked following the paths of the lost party and ended up in that small room with a northern facing door so how are you all looking uh good health feeling well i'm good decent can i assume that or can i kind of backtrack and use second wind before I would have finished my little rest here? Is that allowed? Yeah, that's fine. We we had like an unset time where you you took a little bit of break in between episodes there. What does second wind do for you? Uh, So it is a bonus action and uh, I can roll uh, 1d10 plus my fighter level to gain that many hit points back. Um, Yeah, I have to finish a shorter long rest before I can use it again. That actually worked. I'm up to full now. Yay. So yes, Meepo is still with you, um, though he continues to cower behind you for the most part. Um, you're in unknown territory. Now, in this room, when we had checked it out before, there were three sets of footprints going through that, that north-facing door, right? That's true. The only other things that you can see obviously in the room is... Uh, rat poop and some stones and dust okay so while we're maybe having this like short rest uh, Cass is gonna just look around um, to see if there's anything that's not like readily obvious in the room I don't know like can I just do like a perception check on the room a general perception check sure yeah okay Uh, 21 21 it's an excellent role. So you make your rounds of the room. Like most of it is um, really basic, like stone room, nice and sealed up. Um, but as you pass over the north door, um, you notice it's a sturdy door. It's fairly well fitted, um, except for a little bit of damage. Did you see what it's Dam- made of? Like damage on the door itself? Yep. It's made of wood. Um so what you notice if you take a closer look at the door, since you had quite a good perception check, is that, yeah, there's a little bit of damage right on the top right of it. And if you take a closer look, you notice that um, something's been jury rig attached to it. And what you see if you peek through there is um, a small bell that's been attached. Um, your, your, your guess would be that this is some 
alarm trap that's been jury-rigged to the doorway. Is the bell just like... Can we tell if it's like attached to the door, or is it like a like a you know a, a rope or a cord or something that connects it? Hmm. It seems like it's a little piece of rope or sinew that attaches to the bell. Uh, your classic kind of uh, Macaulay Culkin trap, where most likely if you open the door, the bell's gonna go off. Right. All right. So I'll point this out to the rest of the group here. See if anyone has any ideas like does it look like we could maybe reach the the piece of little string or whatever with like a a dagger or something like that it sounds doable for sure can i ask how old the bell looks like does it look like it's been placed there recently or does it look like it's been there for a long time um it's it doesn't match the construction like you know the ancient construction of this um, castle or whatever you want to call it, the citadel here. It definitely looks like someone has altered the doorway to add this on and while not like well maintained, it's maintained in a fashion. Because I'm wondering like is this something that Sir Bradford placed here or is this something that the goblins have placed here? It's a good wonder. <laughs> Either way, I think we should fucking break it. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Doesn't matter... We'd rather not risk it, right? Like, and, and alert someone that we don't want knowing that we're there. So, okay. So who thinks they can very carefully and quietly cut that piece of thing without actually setting off the bell? Me. Me. Me can. <laughs> <laughs> and I swagger up. What am I rolling here? Some like sleight of hand stealth something. So how do you want to go about it? There's a, there's a bell attached. There's a bit of a gap. You can see the the rope through the the slight damaged hole in the door. You can't get directly at the bell. You like to to tell you as a player like you can kind of use just your your normal self or if someone has like thieves tools that would be an appropriate place to use them i also have those uh so the bell is like on the other side of the door but we can see it uh yeah you can kind of see that it's that it's there but um yeah it's on the other side because i'm wondering like if if i can see it i could just maybe use mage hand to hold the little ringy ding thing <laughs> So that it doesn't make any noise. Yeah. Oh, I like uh, that. And then we can just open it yeah, and go through. Yeah, do that. <laughs> I like that. Sweet. Professional bellman. Right. That's the approach you're going to choose to take? I know how bells work. Ring and I know how ring. sound is. <laughs> this is. Thorn is pretty pissed, though, because she was, like, ready to show off. And you're just like, let well, me then. with my extra hand that I put a sleep mask on with recently. All right. Well, anyway, I don't like to help you guys too much, but you know you can do both. You are a team. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, we probably still want to disassemble the thing. Why? Then we can hear someone coming in behind us. Yeah, I guess. Okay. It's the better idea. No one's the wiser that we've been in and yeah, doesn't no. set off the alarm. That's true. Mm. Thorn points out that my idea is even better than I even knew it was. <laughs> 
I'm like that. Okay, I hold the ringy ding of the bell. <laughs> it works. That that does the trick. You can you can tell that you've got a, a clamp on it. Uh, as long as you keep that mage hand up, that bell ain't gonna ring. Yep. Looks like I'm just grasping like an invisible nipple in midair. I am looking up what that is actually called because now I have to know. <laughs> what, the dingle dangle. The, 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 the clanger. The ring. It's got a stupid the name. Sure the clanger. The hammer. <laughs> the nipple. The bell scrotum. Nipple. nipple. It's the nipple of the bell. No, I guess the part you push to make it ding would be the. Let's no. This is an aside. <laughs> Swingy dingy. Yeah. Swingy dingy. That's the professional. The name. dangling dinger. <laughs> the clapper. That's the what bell, it's called? Yeah. Bell end? I looked up. I googled bell parts, and that oh. part is called the clapper. The crapper? <laughs> I will send you a picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah. the tug of a bell, the part inside that swings to make the bell ring, is called the clapper. But why is it also called the tongue, then? Anyway, sorry. I've gotten this way off Maybe track. Maybe it depends on the style of bell. <laughs> Maybe so. I was, I was really hoping for something sillier sounding. I'm a little disappointed. Ringy ding. Well, I'll put bells, more bells in the next campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next campaign, you're all hunchbacks. <laughs> Ring those bells, bitches. <laughs> roll for bells. <laughs> and we just do that for like 20 hours and roll some more for bells. Okay, so I'm holding the ringy ding. <laughs> um, and uh, but, uh, who's going through first? <laughs> Candace is having a moment. Hang on. <laughs> what for? Just look at the face, Kurt. Look at the chat. Just look at the chat. Okay. I feel wait, like. Wait, wait. Uh, what are you? Re- what are you sorry, referring to? Go. Oh, she uh, drew a dick on the bells. No, I didn't. The map. <laughs> I did. I drew a dick on the map earlier, but I drew. I sent the bell picture to show all the parts of the bell, and then Matt instantly Candace, drew a you're dick. You're drawing on a dick on my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for giving you dick heart. <laughs> you guys are not going to get past this first doorway. No. <laughs> We've been recording for like 45 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, Thorn steps through I the door. If I may, Tim was using his mage hand yes. to hold the clapper. You are choosing not to to disarm it from this side? Yeah, he's just going to hold on to it until we close the door again. That has happened. Now the door is in front of you. So who's going through first? I am. Alright, describe to me how you enter through the door. Um, cautiously and looking for traps. So like, can I open it slowly so that I make sure that the bell isn't ringing and the mage hand's coming with us and I will maybe do a perception before I step anywhere? Because yeah, that's a good idea. Because they already uh, set one trap. You don't need the perception, okay. but uh, the the slowly opening the door, genius, genius. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> so yeah, with, with your wonderful teamwork, you managed to slowly open the door with the clapper held tightly. No sound lets off, and surprisingly, the door swings open without a squeak. Inside, uh, through the door. What you all can see is a 10-foot-wide hall that is liberally strewn with razor-sharp caltrops. On the northern wall, there's a passage to a room beyond 
that's partially blocked by a roughly mortared three-foot-high wall complete with crenellations. And behind those crenellations are two goblins that have not currently spotted you. Did you say cow troughs? No, cow troughs. I don't know. Just a whole bunch of cow troughs all over the wall. I I just Googled it. They're like little ball spikes. They look like jets. Send us a picture so that kids can draw a penis on it. (laughs) No, I'm good. Uh, So cow troughs and something about crustaceans. (laughs) (laughs) What game are you playing? (laughs) I'm listening. What was the last one again? Uh, it's caltrops. They're spiky little things yes, on the floor. That was my caltrops. Okay. Crenellations. Yes, which crustaceans. Those are like when you see a castle and there's little like arrow slots in a wall. Ah, those okay. are crenellations. So I'm gonna up, like, up, you know, up, at the top parts. of a tower. It has the up yeah. and down oh, pieces of totally stone. The little gaps are so you can shoot arrows yeah, through them. Yeah, I got that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the name for them. I just would have called them like the shooty holes. But the shooty holes, yep. A couple shooty holes and some spiky boys on the floor. Sorry, I was speaking in Elvish, I guess. So uh, spiky boys, I like that. We're renaming like all sorts all right, of stuff so... today. <laughs> I can't hold this ringy ding and move the spiky boys at the same time. <laughs> the shooty holes are gonna get me. Okay. Um <laughs> so now that I've noticed this, I'm going to put my hand up behind me to the rest of the group who, I don't know if they're trying to shove in to get behind me, and I'm going to slowly move back slightly with my head and kind of pass on what I'm seeing, and that there are goblins and weapons and shooty holes, which I'm sure my character would know the actual name for, but that's okay. Okay, so I've got some ranged stuff. I don't know about anybody else. Well, I can chuck some hand axes. Like, they're behind cover, so we're going to need something. Uh... Matt, do you have any, like, area of effect stuff? Nothing super useful. Like, the only thing... Nothing that'll hurt them. <laughs> I have uh, Entangle, which could entangle them. But, I mean, um... if they're out of... Like, if we can't see them, then all it would do is hold them in a spot where we can't attack them. I do have a question. Like, are the spiky balls, I'm sorry, spiky boys, Matt looked at me with daggers, uh, are they spread out enough that if I did, like, a really awesome acrobatics check, I could get around them sneakily? There's probably about 200 caltrops, spiky boys, strewn about on the floor, so they're, they're, it's, it's very well covered. It's a fairly a narrow, like, northern running hallway, so... Um, you figure you could probably carefully move through them. Uh, that would probably be your best bet. Um, there's no chandeliers to swing on. That would be nice, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, no. Right, they're not stuck into the floor either, though, right? Like, we could potentially pick them up and start throwing them at the goblins. Sure. Okay, I'm just going mm-hmm. through ideas here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do I see any movement in the shooty holes? It seems like the two goblins haven't noticed you and so they're kind of just like standing and leaning against the wall uh they're not really like ducked behind the cover it's a short it's only three foot and goblins are a little taller so so i have i have two two ideas my ideas are that we can either just bust through and hopefully get a surprise round and like take them out um before they can like make noise or call for backup or run away 
or we we make like a a ploy like a deception of like one of us pretends to be like by ourselves and then see if we can draw them out get us to chase it and then like when they chase us um we get the jump jump on them i don't think they'll chase us if they have to run across all those spiky boys though how how far away are they from like the door yeah it's about 20 feet hallway okay if you're throwing a cow trough at the <laughs> <laughs> at them <laughs> guys just just give me the benefit of the doubt here can I throw something 20 feet? Uh, yeah, probably be able to pull that off. As someone who's not athletic in real life, I have no, <laughs> no grasp of how that really works. So They're so, metal, they're a little heavy, they're pretty small, like, so you could huck one pretty easily. Here's the thing, I have magic missile, which will hit automatically, like, I don't have to roll to hit, it just hits. Mm-hmm. So I might be able to take mm-hmm. one of them out if we want to entangle the other, and then, like, carefully walk up. While they're held, I do also have. I forgot. I got Caracas's long longbow. Uh, yeah, longbow. So I do have a ranged weapon. What is? What's the? Okay, so they would be behind cover, right? Like, would it, is it full cover, partial cover? It's only like a three foot cover. So if they were hiding behind it, it yeah. would count as uh, full, half cover. And so, what does that? Um, what does that mean for trying to attack them? In terms of mechanics, half cover uh, grants whoever is behind cover a, a plus two bonus to AC and dex saving throws. I will say, as their position right now, they're not behind the cover. That, you know, I'm assuming not all of this talk is in game. Some of it is just you guys. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, I would, I would suggest <laughs> that you guys, if you're going to hit, do it because you see Thorn going forward to grab the spiky balls. Okay, yeah, if we can get a, if we can kind of bust through and get a surprise round off, Tim, if you just want to, or sorry, um, not Tim, <laughs> what's your name again? Hugo. Hugo. Um, if you want to just say, or if we say like, you know, you take the one on the left, I'll take the one on the right, I can use Thorn Whip um, to make a an attack. Katie also has like a correct bow thing. Yeah, I mean, we could both. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, and Candace, for your thing, remember, like, you can always ready an action. So if there's something one you want to do, but you want to give the other players, like, the initiative before you. I would say that I probably, as Thorn, wouldn't give them the initiative before me. I'd be, like, just putting on my gloves and hint- looking at the uh, spiky balls, but I would be bent. My hope is that I'm bending down and you guys fire these things off anyways before I get a chance to get up and... Yeah, so what you're saying is it's an easy perception check for everyone else to notice what you're going to do. Yes. Yeah, you all pass. You know exactly what you're supposed <laughs> to do. Yes. Okay, so Cass is going to look at at uh, at Hugo and say, you go left, and then I'll look at Hella and say, we'll go right. And then we'll okay. just, let's bust through and, and attack. All right. I think you're just firing at them. Yeah. So I'm bending down and I have my gloves on to pick up the spiky balls, boys, sure. cow troughs. Okay, and I'm gonna cast Thorn Whip on the goblin on the right, the rightmost goblin. Great, yeah. Uh, does that require a chance to hit? Uh, yeah. Hang on. 
Yeah, I'll say that like uh, you guys can all take an action simultaneously as you've had the chance to talk and and prepare. So you'll you'll get this one action. I also really love the idea that I bend down and then all of a sudden these like blasts of things are gonna go over my head and I'm probably just gonna like, go <laughs> flat on the ground. All right, so into a bunch of spiky <laughs> balls. <laughs> so I rolled a, a twenty to hit. Yeah, that hits. Sweet. Um, okay, so it does three piercing damage. It also pulls the creature ten feet closer. <laughs> but wouldn't that be... Into the wall in, and then into over the, the wall? thing? Well, you were able to hit him. They're taller than the three-foot wall. So, it, it, Does it say it may pull them ten feet, or it does pull them ten feet? Uh, if the creature is large or smaller, you pull the creature up to ten feet closer to you. Yeah, so you have a bit of a choice, but if you want to pull them, yeah, you could you can do that. Can I? I mean, I'd like to wait until if if Hella's kind of simultaneously doing her attack, I want to yeah. wait to because like if she shot the arrow at the same time that I did the thorn whip, All right. I feel like I'll you know I mean? we'll put that on hold. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the the next attack, I guess Hella is that you're gonna shoot yeah. an arrow? Yes, I will shoot my longbow. Now, what should I roll for that? Because I don't know. Just roll a d20, and then whatever modifiers you have for your uh, beer proficiency, okay. I imagine. And the bow, I guess, would be dex modifier on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her dex is plus zero. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Oh, wow. I rolled a five. Okay, so you shoot an arrow, but it doesn't hit anything. Tim, were you going to take an action? It's going to end up like last time where I roll like just trash the whole time. Um, yep. Here's magic missile at the goblin on the left. Three glowing darts of magical force. Uh, so it's, yeah, three darts, 1d4 plus 1 for each dart. And I'm pretty sure you can select different targets, but you're more than welcome to shoot them all at the same person. Yeah, they all hit simultaneously, so I'd have to... I couldn't be like... I couldn't do one and one and see if it kills them and then switch to the other. I, I think I've just got to go full... No, you can't do that, yeah. but you could. I think you could pick multiple targets and then they all shoot at once. I don't know if that's in the rules or if that's just me seeing it in video games that makes me think that way, but no, whatever they, you want. No, they to. all go at once and you can pick different targets. You are, you are correct, but I'm just going to pile on oh, okay, all, cool. all of them on the left. Oh, that's beefy. That's beefy boy. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> that is 13 points of force damage. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And Matt, what did you... Did you make a decision on yeah. your, your vine whip there? Yeah, so the thorn whip is going to hit the goblin, and then at the same time an arrow is going to kind of just fly wide, and so then I'm going to yank him... 10 feet closer. So does that, would that like drag him over the wall and into the spiky boys? Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. So what happens is you all, you know, Hella's got her bow. Um, actually, Hugo, like, do you, what do you use to cast your, your spell? What's it look like when you cast a magic missile? Um, I could just kind of like hold out the palm of my hand and then like three 
glowing dots appear, and then they just like leap forward, like a little laser light show. A laser light show of death. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because as they burst forth from your palm uh, and strike the goblin, he lights up in sparks, magical light and sparks, and uh, drops to the floor like a sack of potatoes. Uh, the vine whip that comes from Castan uh, wraps around the goblins. The second goblin's torso uh, pierces into him, causes a bit of blood to trickle out, and then when it yanks, he topples over the wall and <laughs> kind of rolls and drags into the spikes. Uh, you can tell this kind of made him take an additional damage. And now everyone roll initiative. Did we do Thorn throwing the thing? I couldn't, because by the time I was going to, you guys were launching things over my head, so I just ended up falling flat on the ground. If you want to huck a caltrop at him, um, your targets are a bit moved, but I'll let you check something. <laughs> I just have one in my head, I throw it up and scream, because there's a Thorn whip going over my head. Roll a d20, you don't get magic. any modifiers to it, but <laughs> just roll a straight d20 on that. Okay. Uh, uh, ten. Yeah, so you huck a caltrop. You don't really hit anything. <laughs> no, I just freak out. Like, a giant magic missile went over my head along with Thorn Whip. <laughs> like, just drop flat to the ground. All right. Welcome to the light show, bitch. All right, real quick initiative here, because it doesn't look like it's going to last too long, but... 16. 19. 11. 19. Okay, so the 19s get to go first. Uh, okay, I do have a higher dex, I believe. I wonder. Uh, yeah, whoever has the highest. If, if she has a plus zero to dex, then that would definitely be you who mm -hmm. got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering if I should do Toll the Dead on this goblin. But it says a dolorous bell sounds out when I cast it. Like, from from when I. Tom, like, as the. I, I kind of need your adjudication on this. Like, how loud is that bell? Mm hmm. Yeah, it fills the air around it for a moment. So, I mean, if if I think that this is going to be loud enough to alert other creatures, um, then I would not cast it. Uh, what what do you think? A tiny bell was there before. There, there's a few things against you. Like, yeah, one, the bell. So you might have some inclination that, like, an alert system has already been set up. Two, uh, these are like hard stone walls, and sound travels quite well. You've spent now going on two days uh, within within the citadel, and lots of things echo and travel in a weird way. So even if it was a smaller sound, you, you don't exactly know how that's going to travel. And as a note, this room goes on to that three-foot barrier, but then it's an open room after that, so you don't know. It's not like there's a door on the other side of the room that would seal you in. Hmm, okay. Yeah, told the dead. The only goblin left is the guy that was dragged through the caltrops. He's, he's bloodied and uh, trying to pick himself back up. Okay, he's got to make a wisdom saving throw then. And what's the DC that he, the goblin's trying to beat? 13. Yeah, no, he does not do that. So what happens to him? So this is the same thing I used to um, eviscerate the mother rat, the giant diseased rat. 
So this is going to be a D twelve of necrotic damage. Uh, so it's going to be four points. Can you do me a favor and describe what this magic looks like? It's necrotic damage, so it sounds pretty spooky. Yeah, there's just this kind of like... It, it, it manages to murder this goblin. Nice, nice. Well, that was what I was going for. Uh, so kind of like... Um, <laughs> there's just this like... like a like a, Almost like a distant bell sound. As if like you're hearing it from the graveyard. And it drains the life from this goblin. And I imagine that he sort of turns very pale and like a little gaunt. And his, his eyes just roll back and then he just stops moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, pretty rad. Real spooky. <laughs> so after the slight bell, um, the room is quiet, and you're all out of initiative. The caltrop still lay before you. There's one goblin that's like necrotically rotted, but also has like vine spiny holes in him, and the other guy's just like magically burnt in a in a slump on the ground. Well, thanks for coming out, guys. Good, good support. Good support. Carry the team. Um, uh, does does um, do you does Kestan still have? Um, uh, can you can you thorn whip the corpse and then drag it to us? There, thereby clearing the caltrops in a line. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Do I still have to roll since it's just a corpse? Like, do I still have to no, roll to you'll, you'll, Is it this um, uh, cantrip? Yeah. Yeah, no, you can do it. And even if you missed, you could just try again. Yeah. <laughs> Drag him over. <laughs> yeah, so there's a little bit of, like, metallic sound on the on the stone floor as you drag the body over, but you make kind of a makeshift path. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, mm. dead grandma goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Should we search these goblins for anything? Yeah. Ooh, good idea. I'm going to loot that mm. goblin. I'm closest to the floor already, because I was already laying down, so I'm just going to look in his pockets. Yeah, let Faye, <laughs> let Faye loot the goblin. Faye? Faye. Oh, sorry. Who's Faye? <laughs> Faye is a type of people. Sorry, let Faye 2.0 loot the goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I did not turn invisible. I fell to the ground. <laughs> Right. I'm, I'm developing. I'm developing this theory that Thorn owes a massive debt to someone, and that's why she's doing this. And I'm going to ask her about it sometime, but not right now. Oh, <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> I, I like. I hope you said that out loud. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> you go talking. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask her about it. Right but now. I'm not going to. I just kind of look at you like, what <laughs> the hell, I, dude? I, I, I said it to uh, what, what, what's the fucking little guy? That guy's name. What is his name? Meepo. Meepo. I said it to Meepo. <laughs> Meepo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meepo walks through that back door after you like all this happened within seconds, like a heartbeat. So he peeks his little head over and he doesn't even say anything. He doesn't want to anger you guys at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so he's seen us eviscerate a rat. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I'm looting the goblin. Is there anything in his pockets or on his person? Yeah, you can check out both goblins. Uh, they both had a, a, sh- a crude short bow on them and a couple arrows. Um, the only other thing you find is one of them had a small pouch with uh, some rancid jerky in it. Yeah, yeah. rancid jerky? Yeah, well, beggars can't be choosers, and goblins will eat about anything, so... 
I just so toss everything he had to the like group a, and go, here you guys go, and just... <laughs> he had a small, like, photo of his wife and children in his pocket. <laughs> Coincidence, he was married to a wolf. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, I just tossed you guys the stuff, just disgusted, and I'm going to walk through the path and start heading towards the other side. I will let her go. Yeah, I was going to try and perceive to see if there's anything hidden, but uh, sure, go ahead. I mean, I might die from it, so I could help you perceive quicker. Exactly. <laughs> so as you move past the murdered body of two goblins, uh, what you see is um, the filth on the floor, stains on the walls, shabby hides, and fire pit attest to the years of use this room has seen at the hands of creatures unconcerned with hygiene. On the eastern side of the southern wall is a crudely mortared half wall, complete with crenellations. So, a familiar kind of setting. Uh, You see two goblins behind the wall. It's just like the last one, three high with some gaps in it. And what's going to happen is they actually spot you Unfortunately, these ones were a little more aware, and they may have heard some of the rustling sounds of caltrops against the floor, as well as that spell. And so you all immediately enter into initiative. I'm going to use your same rolls. Did we walk through, like, a a doorway or something? I'm, I'm sorry, I just didn't... I don't understand what happened. No, so... Um, Thorn, Thorn kind of went ahead so and triggered you it. You went yeah. through the original wooden drawer that was that was trapped with a bell. Yeah. After that is about a ten foot by twenty foot hallway. The end yeah. of that hallway had that three foot wall. Yeah. Once you pass over that wall, it's just another open room. I see. And it's okay. the eastern southern side, so almost like a U turn, right? Yeah loops around and then there's another half wall so that that half wall runs breaking up that whole room gotcha um but behind the other side there's two more goblins so they're they're quite close and they're just around the bend but grab one of those goblin corpses grab one of those goblin corpses and let's do weekend at bernie's thorn (laughs) is seen by them because she passed the half wall but the rest of you are still behind so they don't actually know about you other three Tim, the burnt one. Just like the corpse making his arms flail. Like, hey guys, it's okay. Everything's fine. This is my friend. And then, like, not that talking. Sounds horrible. He said to do. He said to do weekend at Bernie's, and I said we should take the burnt corpse. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so they see me, but no one else. Yeah, you walk out, they see you. Um, I'm going to say you're all in initiative, but um, you're the one who's who went first. <laughs> can I can I quickly uh, point and, and, and signal two to my right? You can speak and do like basic hand signals or whatever. I don't want like them to know reaction. someone. Like, I don't want them to know someone's behind me, but I want everyone to know that there are people there because then they could get a potentially a surprise attack. Not if we're in Well, you're going to enter into initiative right now, but they can probably read your reaction if uh-uh. you have one. 
Um, okay. But yes, there's two goblins, and unfortunately, one of them's a little quick on the draw, mm. and he is ready for you. Cool. So he's going to shoot an arrow at you, and he has a 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Wow. Yeah. And that does seven damage. Cool. Oh, shit. Ooh, cool. Uh, oh. So, so like a rough arrow just hits you three. on the side and somehow slips through your armor. Hits you real bad. I was hit before, though, that I have not healed from yet. Mm. So a seven plus three is ten, and I have ten hit points. So oh. I am unconscious. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what you guys see is Thorn walks past the half wall, <laughs> an arrow sails out, hits her in the side, she drops to the floor. Oh, most useless fighter ever. Next up, yeah, it's going to be Hugo up next. How far into the room is she? Like, does she fall into the room or out of the room? Or is she just in the it's doorway? It's like five steps, you know, or just like five feet. Like, she just went over the wall, but... You know, that other passage is just to the left. So they were kind of almost looking at her backside there. Shouldn't have comboed those words together like that. (laughs) (laughs) She's close enough that you could pull her back pretty easily, like behind the the wall that you guys are at. (laughs) Just use Thorn Whip again on me? I'd like to to run up and, like... my corpse back? Um... If I can, if I can, like, drop to my knees and, like, reach in and, like, grab her foot and and pull her back. And at the same time, like, while I'm doing that, if I can cast Spare the Dying, I would like to do that. That spell is uh, an action? Yes, I guess I can't do both. full action to cast it. It's a little tight. Um... If I can't do both, I'll just, like, pull her back in um, to, like, out out of danger. Yeah... Yeah, I guess you'll just be able to do the one action. Okay. I'll do Spare the Dying next turn. So you can pull her back. That doesn't take much effort. Yeah, no, I'll do Spare the Dying. I will do Spare the Dying on my next turn, hopefully, if if things don't go wrong, Um, which stabilizes so she doesn't have to make death saving throws. Can't you just Um, stabilize her? No, because my action is spent pulling her back out of that room. I know, but I'm I'm saying rather than using a spell, or is it a cantrip? It's a cantrip, yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, while I do that, I would like to um, maybe shout at these goblins and saying, like, tell them that uh, they may have gotten off a lucky shot, but their friends out here have already met a grisly fate. And if they don't want to meet the same, then they should throw down their weapons now and we'll show them mercy. Mm-hmm. So you yell that. And, and hoping they speak common. <laughs> flat, kind of slapping footsteps on the floor. And then I and then I like look at Thor, um, uh, Cass and have let him like help me, help me. <laughs> <laughs> so next up in initiative is Hella. Am I able to like walk up, go to where there's this like this bend, this U-turn type area? And, like, you still use my um, longbow to get a shot off? Or do I have to move further in beyond that bend to really be able to see them? I mean, guessing... I mean, from what you can tell, it was probably a pretty close shot. Like, you could fire from 
pretty close. You wouldn't actually be like engaged in combat. So if you want to continue to use your bow, you could. You imagine from at least where the arrow shot, it was it was very close from around the corner. Uh. So you would have the option to engage or to like stay back just a little bit. But even if you're like five foot away, you can still shoot an arrow right into something's face. Yeah, let's try that. Let's try shooting an arrow. It's a into little bit different face. if you're actively engaged in combat, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll go up. Yeah, I want to try and stay covered as much as I can, so I'll go up to the little bend area and try and get a shot. Ooh, I like that. I'll let you uh, like actually take cover on the side of the wall too. Okay, sweet. Except for I rolled very crappily again. I rolled another five. So though your arrow doesn't hit, um, when you lean around the corner to take the shot, you see that uh, one goblin is still there, ducked behind the wall, but you kind of see the other one running into the other room. Mm. Thor and whip. Thor and whip. You can also hear him speaking in in goblin. Is there anything else in this room, or is it just like the cover and like the fire pit? In this room, it's just filth stains like hides there's a fire pit that's like super old um it looks more like this is starting to enter into the lived in areas of the goblins Hmm. gross so when you said that the one the one goblin's starting to run into the other room you mean like toward us no away from you guys okay so back back, like past the further into the past the other wall okay Guys, I'm legit afraid for Hugo's life. <laughs> well, you're clear. You're not in the line of sight. But um, next up would be Caston. God damn it. It's Caston. Caston. <laughs> next up is Caston. Oh, one corrects Stand your name's short. like Caston. Yes. Son of a bitch. Um, yes. Yeah, get him, Stan. So around the corner is one guy behind a wall and then the other guy's running. Mm-hmm. You've pulled Thorn back. Uh, Hella is hugged against the corner of the wall with her bow out, taking cover. Mm-hmm. I thought for a second you were going to say she was hugging my body, which would have been really sweet. Aww. But, you know. <laughs> okay. Using you as a human shield? Well, that's what you was doing. <laughs> Using me as a human meat shield? Two meats, too. <laughs> All right. What I'm going to attempt to do is, uh, yeah, go around the... Uh, around the wall corner bend thing uh and yeah use thorn whip on the guy who's running assuming he hadn't I what's your range on thorn whip 30 feet all right go ahead is that is he's close enough still yep okay oh yeah uh 24 to hit okay you do hit him so that's gonna do uh, four piercing, and then pull him ten feet. Yeah, you pull him back. He's like screaming and cussing and goblin, but okay. And then after I do that, I want to try and can I can I then just like duck back around the corner of the wall? Yeah, you should have movement left. You can, All right. you can duck back around. So I'm gonna do that, and I'm also going to uh, use my bonus action to cast Shillelagh. Cool. Yep. Okay. All right, and next up is Thorn. You must roll a d20, please. 
Dang! First death saving throw! Nice. And what is supposed to be over again? I got 15. 10. Yeah. 15. Yeah. So I'm now just conscious, right? No. Uh, <gasps> you have to I get three. Three successes, three successes, I forgot. It's been a while. I knew that was coming. I knew it as soon as I said it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if, like, at level one, you only got, like, two death saving throws, and then, like, as you level up, you get more? That'd be yeah. neat. Yeah. Be a lot of people, a lot of people uh, <laughs> making new it, characters yeah. early on yeah. in their campaigns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that one remaining goblin will try and shoot an arrow, and he's going to try and hit uh, Hella. Bring it. But he has very little success. He he fires. You've got pretty decent cover. Uh, doesn't come close. And we go back to Hugo. How close? So now that Cass has pulled this goblin closer, like how close is he to us? Well, he's still around the corner, so... Uh, Cass kind of like turned around, he he sent out his whip, he was probably 20 feet past the, the short wall, and so he was pulled back much closer, so he's only 10 foot off from the other goblin. The other goblin is right up against that small wall. Hmm. Okay, so right now I'm wrestling with whether to cast Spare the Dying or to kill this goblin. Because, like, my mental calculations are as follows... More goblins equals bad, and more dead of us. But fewer goblins equals good. So I will... I'd like to do two things. I'll cast Firebolt at this goblin who was running. And that's a 19 to hit. Yep. Six points of fire damage. So that was the one who's running. He uh, ignites into flames and screams his last breath. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to then quickly look at the uh, the ring of Caracas on on uh, Thorn's hand. I want to know if it's nicer than my signet ring. <laughs> Are you shopping? What is this? <laughs> no. What your signet ring uh, looks like, but Caracas's no. ring is a, a basic um, gold. Who knows what? percentage or whatever it, it looks gold um it's a basic loop with a flat um face on it and a family signet pressed into it hmm. it's not caracas's ring it's my ring all right i, I look at it and i put my ring next to it and i'm like hmm, mine's nicer and then i just leave it all righty that's my turn so next up would be hella so the other one is just up against the wall, is that right? Yeah, he's like tucked behind the wall and he's muttering and cursing at you. So far you've shot a couple arrows at each other, but none of you have hit. And how far away would that be from where I am, roughly? Really? It's probably like five feet. Oh. Like you're, you're just tucked around the corner of the wall, kind of... You know, taking a U around the wall, right? And firing right off yeah. at him. Okay. All right. I'm going to give my hand axe a, a try and, and chuck that at him. See if that works any better. For sure. So let's see. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Four. 
This is you fucking suck. Bullshit. I know. She's Hella accidentally the throws worst. the goblin in. <laughs> Christ almighty. Yeah. I feel bad, but that does not hit anything. <laughs> no. Four isn't going to do it. She goes to throw the hand axe, and like her entire like utility belt just comes off, and her pants fall down. <laughs> Upside is I have a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> so next up is Cass. I guess I will. Would I have enough? I must have enough movement to be able to like come around the wall and hop over the three-foot wall, right? And would the goblin get an attack of opportunity if I did that? No, only if you're leaving okay. engagement. All right, so yeah, I'm going to uh, take my quarterstaff, and I'm going to, yeah, hop around the uh, around the corner and hop over the wall and just try and mash this thing with my quarterstaff. Yeah, it's not hard for you. Uh, as I recall, you're about eight feet tall, so a three-foot wall isn't much of a barrier. Nice. Uh, you barely hop. Uh, I guess if you want to, like, take a skip, that yeah. would pretty much do the job. For sure. Uh, yeah, you're right <laughs> over that thing. Sweet. Uh, this goblin is probably, like, five feet at best. There's oh, man. Should just some try intimidation s- factor going on. It's like Don't Andre the Giant versus Danny right, DeVito. Hit him with my quarter set. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Uh, 13 to hit? Hmm. That does not hit the goblin. Son of a gun. Yeah, you swing down at him and he kind of dodges and it actually hits the little three foot wall and he just avoids getting his head crushed in. That little bastard. It's a good thing he's short. Alright, if you don't have anything else, then the turn will move to thorn saving throw yep this is how we do it 13 yeah Yeah, that's another one another one bite the dust alright this remaining goblin uh, tries to run away (laughs) so he moves 30 feet in the other direction he does not like his odds this isn't going well he elicits elicits an attack of opportunity does he not Uh, Yes, that is actually true. Yeah, swing away. (laughs) Ha, rules. Yeah, and that's going to be 23 to hit. (laughs) Yeah, so he gets up to start running away, and you swing that staff. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's going to do 10 bludgeoning damage. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, that crushes the life from him. (laughs) He's done. Slop that body. Run away from me. For this one, I'm going to say he stands up, you swing again, uh, it hits his side, and it's it's like throwing a doll across a room. I don't miss twice. Speak for yourself, God. <laughs> All right. So that little bit of a surprise caught you off guard. Uh, Thorn is, is, you know, she's moving a bit. She's still unconscious. Um, and all you're left with is some faint muttering sounds from far away and the the gross kind of putrid room that you find yourself in. I'm still unconscious or waking up? Or... Roll a d20. Yeah. 19. Yeah, you gain consciousness. You have one hit point. 
one hit point. Three fucking successful rolls in a row. Stupid Sorry, fucking spruce. spruce. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I, when she comes to consciousness, can I, <laughs> can I tell her, I'll be like, hey, take it easy. You really did a number on those goblins, but then you blacked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew I could. I just sort of like drunkenly get up. But I, I say it sarcastically so that she knows she just fucking got shot right away. <laughs> I have no concept of it being sarcastic because I'm just coming out of a coma. <laughs> well, I think the arrow in the side of, <laughs> Ten your, second side of your stomach might, uh, might give things away. I like pull it out. Did one of you guys shoot me? <laughs> yep. We killed both of these goblins, took one of their arrows. Yeah, and Hella's arrows had some weird ricochets. <laughs> All right. So you guys have managed to pull back around the corner, but um, you can still hear some, some goblin voices not too far away. Does Meepo speak goblin? Uh, no, he does not. God damn Meepo's it, Meepo. so useless, except for being cute with his name. I know, I love the name. But if you if you pronounced oh. my po, then we'd be like, no. uh, changes everything. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I'm gonna name my next pet after Mipo. I have a question because we're like looking for this pet dragon, and this is the way we're going. And like, there's all these goblins. This dragon must be a little bitch. If it's not, if it hasn't attacked and killed all these goblins already, didn't it get taken mm-hmm. by something? I don't think we know. Also, oh, just, like as players, that's there. the word he's been using. You saw the cage that allegedly it was kept in, and he broke out of. Yeah. Um, like if you're thinking as players, the dragons we've faced in past campaigns that doesn't align. Okay. So it's a it's a pet lizard. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Makes more sense. So I guess the rest did the rest of you guys come around to where I am now. Oh, that's true. You're still out there because you charged around. So I, I will say then. So um, Thorn has stabilized. Uh, Hella is hugging the corner. Hugo is with Thorn, and Castan is right around the corner. Cast. What you can see is that around the little U bend, this room, you hear some goblin voices, and what you see is dozens of blunted and broken arrows lying on the cracked cobblestone floor. A few of them protrude from three crudely soon human-sized targets hung along the center of the south wall. The northern third of the room is separated from the south by a crudely mortared and crenellated half wall. A permanent camp of sorts lies to the north complete with a fire ring and several small cookpots. So it kind of looks like a crude little archery setup here, and, and you can hear Cute. a couple voices, but you can't exactly see them until you guess you would move further into the room. So do we, th- do we think they're on the other side of that crenellated portion? Or like out in the open? It's, it's strange. Like it does the U-band. There's a little bit of like a five foot narrow hallway, like five foot wide, ten foot, and then it opens up. So from your view, you can see like some of the strewn arrows and the the rough um, targets that are set up, but you can't fully see around the corner into the rest of the room quite from your position. Hmm. Um, I'll I would ask 
Cass if he is able to communicate with them and see if we can parlay. And while while he's doing that, I'm going to see if I can convince Hal to help me scoop up some of these Keltrops. <laughs> Happily, if I don't fuck that up. What language do goblins speak? Do they speak goblin? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Uh. Yep. So it doesn't seem like these voices are getting any closer? Like, it doesn't seem like they've heard the commotion or anything? I wouldn't really say that. It's probably not unlikely. Okay. Like, one of them tried to run, and he was vine-whipped and dragged back ten <laughs> feet. Yeah. And he was, like, screaming as yeah, he got he hurt to death. Right. That probably just sounds like <laughs> normal goblin shit, though. <laughs> no, these voices sound like they're they're coming from around the corner, and they're disturbed. <laughs> I'm so confused at the layout of this place. <laughs> Can I? I'm sorry. If we were in person, I would just show you I a know. thing. But Can I uh, drink my potion of healing that I have? You sure can. Thanks. You have a potion of healing? What did that do again for me? Yeah, I stole it off that. I mean, I always had it. <laughs> <laughs> I always had it from Caracas. Pretty sure a standard potion is 1d4 plus 1? Oh, 2d4 plus 2. What I'd like to do is get enough of these caltrops and just you know chuck them down the hallway so that if these guys are make trying to make a run for us that they're gonna um have to deal with those they're pretty easy to gather up like you know moving through them quickly is hard but moving through slowly isn't really a challenge at all and picking them up even with a bare hand is pretty easy as long as you're being like mildly careful and not completely rushing through it uh, holding a bunch of them is more of the issue. I'd probably like jab them into the goblin corpses as like a pincushion. <laughs> ah, makes it easier to carry. <laughs> We're just horrible to do. So, what is your intention with this? What are you trying to set up? Because well, like the 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 room that Cass is in right now is separated from the next area by like a small bendy hallway. Is that right? Okay, so if you guys can see that. I know it's not much. It links up with Matt's, Matt's map, though. So I cut a little bit of it. It was really roughly done. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so we're we're in the head of the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, I, I accidentally cut some stuff out. So, okay, those, those six small chambers just south of there, I cut out that square room, but there was a square room that went yeah, west and then north. That's where that we little rested. hallway is where the caltrops were, and then that line is that first wall. That's where you turn the corner to that narrow part, you know, that goes south and then opens up into that last room. And that's where, like, from where you're at, you can see that south wall, but you can't see around that corner into the north side. There are some benefits from playing D&D in person, that's for sure. So the first line you said is the the little three-foot wall that we all crossed over, right? And then we came around this bend and up through this narrow hallway. And then around the bend is that is another wall. And that's what I jumped over and killed that goblin. Mm-hmm. So what comes after that? That's what I want to know. That's so all. Oh, I guess so you know. So the X, the X is where you camped. The little dotty dashes there. That's a caltrops. The little circle is like the corner that that Hella was hugged against. Okay. <laughs> So that little white, that little white line, that isn't, that was 
another three foot wall. Yeah. Okay, so I have jumped over that. That's where I mm-hmm. killed the goblin. So you're just in that narrow hallway. Okay, I'm in that narrow so hallway facing south. Of... Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And okay, so you okay, can okay. see the rough targets on that south wall, and you can see a bunch of strewn arrows and like filth. And you can hear probably right around that corner that then opens up to the north is is probably some more goblins. And that wall to the south, that's a solid wall. That's not just like another three foot. No, that's a totally solid wall, floor to ceiling. So with Tim's idea, like, yeah, you have that really narrow, like five foot wide hallway. There's Mm -hmm. currently a burnt goblin in it and there's a crushed (laughs) one right behind the wall but also like now you can get a sense too that like you have a bit of room you could move into that northern room or you know whatever you want to do right but you're saying i'm hearing goblin voices from that northern room right so i don't yep 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 all right so i'm just behind him Hmm. yeah you've gotten up use your healing potion you're feeling better now yes i'm feeling much better now so i continue to walk around the corner all right, Tim, are you um, continuing to do anything with your Caltrop corpse? <laughs> well, I guess I was just kind of wanting to, to... My idea was to like put those down like real quick in case we were going to get charged while Thorn was still sort of, um, you know, just, just recovered. Um, but s- seeing now that she's, you know, healthy... Awesome. And- healthy (laughs) um i might i might just keep the caltrops uh to the side for now and see like take a quick survey of the group as to what we want to do um chuck the caltrop body at the gremlins gremlins (laughs) the goblins <laughs> don't feed him up to twelve. Just for the record, Katie and I did that at the exact same time without prompting, which is <laughs> that's amazing. They're soulmates. Yeah. Oh my mm. gosh! The the yeah, birds... Katie. Actually, the last time I checked up with you, so Hella would be like where that circle is. That's right where you were tucked up. So. So as the last time I checked, you were pretty much stationed right there. So it's a nice little spot for you. You've got cover. And if you wanted to, you can see whatever comes around the corner. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So the voices continue to talk. You get a little bit of a sense that they might be coming in your direction. Uh, you guys wouldn't be surprised if you have, you know, a couple more heartbeats to plan something out. Candace, did you say Thorn's just going in? Just storming in? No, I, I'm just sort of walking. I'm just like, okay, we took down those guys. Just a flush wound. Wipe the blood off of my armor and continue to walk around the corner. So you're like going down that narrow hallway right now or you're rounding the corner? I'm going and- down the narrow hallway, I guess, because I'm behind you. It depends how fast you guys do anything else. You see me going. Well, I haven't moved. I have. Okay, so you're like walking past me to go yes. around that bend. Got it. Depends how fast everyone else does their thing. My intention is to walk around that bend, yes. Okay, I'm going to probably, like, grab your arm. Oh, can I please do one of those sweet, like, don't touch me moves that people do in the movies? No, don't Uh. touch me there. This is my no-no square. (laughs) (laughs) Not that. (laughs) I guess I was thinking of something different. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can Google that on your own time. Okay. <laughs> I was. It's gonna, a great song. I was more so thinking like I could grab his hand, and, like flip him over my body, but what? I mean the no-no square works flip too. A, I guess so flip a five hundred pound half giant. Good luck with that. <laughs> um. I have a lower center of gravity, and I've watched a lot of movies where kids flip, like, the rock over their back. What I was going to say is I was going to grab your arm and just kind of try and whisper to you, like, don't you hear those voices? Yes, that's why I'm going. Do you, like, pull your arm away? Yeah, or, okay. and then keep going. <laughs> I think I'm just going to stay in my well-hidden area and just be prepared. All right. Do you want to ready in action? Yes. What would I like to ready? I'm gonna already my battle axe. Nice. And what do you what are you waiting for? Um, I suppose till you know I can tell the voices are in closer proximity, or I mean, ideally, if I can surprise them as they come around the the corner there and hack away. All right. So you're set up, axe in hand. Quick point here is that if. If they're coming around the corner, that means that they've already put <laughs> Thorn unconscious again, because <laughs> she's going around. <clears throat> so I am not unconscious. Yet. I am being stealthy. So as you all talk over this, a small goblin head peeks around the corner um, before quickly popping back around it. And... This goblin head looked a little bit smaller than when you were used to. It may be a child of some sort. Uh, but briefly after that, two full-grown goblins around the corner. And so you can all roll fresh initiative, please. 21. Katie has not rolled over a three. I just rolled a, nat- a natural one. Thank you very much. 20. Woo-hoo. 17. So, yeah, they peeked around that narrow 10-foot hallway, and the two moved into the, the, the very lower side of it. Uh, both of these goblins are armed with... Assault rifles. <laughs> rusty scimitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like rusty machetes. That sounds like a sex move. <laughs> but with initiative, uh, Thorn is going to be the first up. Because you have machete. some sick initiative. Gave her the old rusty machete. All right. I'm going to stab the one closest to me with my rapier. 20? 11. Wait, you rolled an 8 on your D8? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, like, <laughs> you murder it. Describe how you murder it. Well, it, it comes around the corner, and I reflexively point out my sword, and I think it just sort of impales itself. Yeah, there's no resistance. I, like, <laughs> not only is this thing not wearing armor, but its skin might as be, well be weighed of silk, because yeah. it just, yeah, it just dies. It falls over in a heap. It's it's tragic. And I pull out my sword and give it <laughs> just a little. I guess it's tragic. I pull out my rapier and give it a little kiss. I promised you taste blood soon. Five episodes yeah, ago, you get whips of that fetid jerky. Okay, um, I was a miss by a little bit, so that goes through. But actually, Katie had a readied action. So Katie. Uh, <laughs> There's one dead goblin with a single hole through its face, but there's another one right beside it in shock. You're more than welcome to make an attack with your battle axe. Eviscerate it! 
Come on, D20. Gosh. Uh, 15? 15, yeah, that's oh, enough to hit. Finally. Oh, yes. And eight slashing damage. Oh, wait, nine, nine. nine sorry, nine. pardon me. Is this like a, a two-handed battle axe? Yes, if I use it two-handed, it's a d10. I assume I would have, but I only rolled a d8. Mm. Either way, it's a big axe. So when you hit it, it, it cleaves through Sweet. this goblin. Good God. Yeah, let's uh, get that good. Goblins can't take losing limbs, so that's a dead goblin. <laughs> <laughs> They're so like us. So you you dispatch these two quite quickly, um, though it does pop into your head that a smaller, possibly younger goblin was right around the corner. So initially still holds, and it goes to Hugo's turn. Kill the child. (laughs) You know what's hard here is we were trying to get this apple, which the goblins have access to, and we're just, like, killing them all. Check all the butts. (laughs) (laughs) We are... Are yeah, not when you've been scavenging, doing cabs, well have at you been uh, checking their being kind anal cavities. Yeah, no, I have Is not been checking all their butts. Over time, asshole became apple. <laughs> <laughs> Makes all the sense in the world. You also just have no one's pulled out the no one's pulled out the the goblin's asshole was the apple all along or <laughs> something along no. those lines. No, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> So there's there's maybe a goblin child here. Um, I mean, no one can tell if there's no one to tell. <laughs> it's still your turn, and the choice awaits you. You stand in a narrow hallway. You've got your shillelagh stick with you. No, I don't. That's me. <laughs> oh, that's true. Never mind, never mind. That. Yeah, you have your wizardry. Don't touch I my have... stick. <laughs> I put on my robe and wizard hat. (laughs) Deep cut. Yep, that's right. Blood ninja. Okay, I guess I'm just going to like try to peek around the corner like real quick with my shield um, at the ready. You see the small goblin. He hasn't quite left. Uh, He's concerned. He has a look of concern on his face. Um, you do see the rest of the room, so you do get a clear picture that, you know, the the southern wall is where the archery ranges is. There's a wooden door on the um, west wall, and there's a camp kind of set up in the the northern space of the room. Is he the only goblin left in the room with us? Yeah, he's the only one there. Does he look like a kiddo, or is he just a very small murder goblin? He has a small knife out uh, held in front of him. Firebolt! No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm not carrying a weapon, and I want to like motion to the others to like stay where they are. So I'm kind of like facing the goblin, but also I have my hand like in the hallway still, just kind of like telling them to to hold up. You don't have a weapon at all. 
I have a weapon, but I don't have oh. it out. Oh, okay. I'll try to convey with body language that I, I don't want to hurt the little guy. All right. I'm going to make you roll a deception check. Oh, no, I don't want to hurt him. That's not deception. <laughs> yeah, but you just killed two of the friends. Oh, no, no, so I, I didn't kill two of Instead of friends. letting you do a perception, <laughs> I, I, mean, <laughs> I killed... I killed three if we're counting. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty handily, I might add. Look, you might be explaining this to the goblin in front of you, but I don't think he's hearing you. Okay, fair enough. All right, so I'll, I guess I probably am covered in goblin viscera. Um, okay. We don't want to hurt you. I mean, if it helps, if it helps, I would like take out like a, like a, maybe a a coin, like a shiny, the shiniest coin that I have and like toss it to him to see if goblins like shiny things. All right. He uh, sees the coin float through the air. He gives you a quizzical look and then he runs to the north, opening a door and slamming it behind him. Oh, God. Bastard. You all are left in this room. This is a makeshift archery range by all looks. Um, I pick up my coin from the, the little. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you're in that westernmost room that I sent you the picture of there, right? So that's like 25 by 15 foot in the kind of main room that. Uh, on the top north side, that's another one of those famous three-foot walls. And then there's a little bit of space, like uh, 50 more feet and, and a couple doors. But uh, there is also a, a wooden door on the western wall close to where you guys are. Inside of this room, again, you know, there's just the strewn arrows, the rough targets. And it looks uh, fairly well lived in. Um, I'd like to cut down the targets and, like, stack them up by the door just so that nothing can, like, barge through on us. On the door that the, uh, goblin left through? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, that's not too hard to do. Is there anything else in the kind of northern part of that, that room? Leading, in the leading northern up to that side door? of the room is, um, some, like, cook pots and, like, a rough-hewn fireplace. Can you all, um, actually, what's your passive perception? What's everyone's passive perception looking like? Fifteen. Thirteen. Nothing written on my sheet. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have a, well, you have a high dexterity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, fifteen's pretty good. So, so yeah, the goblin left, like, through the north side. He took off. But as you're standing in this makeshift archery room... The door that's, there's a door that's just on the western wall, so it's like 10 feet up from that southern wall. Mm-hmm. Y- you can hear kind of wails, like crying. Like orcas? Oh, okay. It, it, it doesn't sound <laughs> great. It does, it's not quite like the goblins, but mm. yeah, someone's, someone's on the other side of that door is what you're picking up. Immediately on the other side or like somewhere yeah, down the hall? Immediately on the, on the west wall. So before going over that little three-foot wall that's the north side of the room, there is a western door. So these, these you're saying it's whales. Does it sound like somebody who's in pain? 
Mm-hmm. That would make sense, yeah. Cass is going to go through the door. All right. This door is locked, unfortunately. Cass is going to walk into the door as he tries to go through it. <laughs> uh, you mean, said it's just, it's like a wooden door? Yep. I'm going to use my uh, thieves' tools, whatever, to pick the lock. Okay. So Cass will ask Thorin to... Can oh, you help? Sure. Can you help me open this? Yeah, door? roll a roll a check on that one. I rolled a natural one. I have plus five, so that is a six altogether. Uh, it does click. You can tell you didn't hit the mechanism in the right way, but there's no setback necessarily. Can I try again? Yep. Yeah. I was gonna say you can't. You only have to get one, right? Fourteen. All right, you, you almost had it, I swear. Uh, you can keep trying, but I'm going to take a brief second. So the rest of you, uh, Thorn is trying at the door. It's not an overly complicated lock. She thinks she's almost got it, uh, but she's working at it. What you guys can see is the remainder of the room um, and the two dead goblins that are at your your feet along the way. Just in case anyone else wanted to do something as she attempts the lock. Search the goblins. I just got can it. find a key. Or anything else. Yeah, so actually, <laughs> the one that um, Thorn killed with the stab to the face, like that real clean kill, he actually wears like a, I don't know, like a belt over his shoulders, and there's a couple pouches on it. Ooh. So if you check him, what you find is he has a silver flask of dwarven make. But unfortunately, it's filled with some disgusting-smelling dwarven wine. Um, and he also has a small key. But if I heard that right, uh, Thorn, you popped the lock yep. to that door? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, hold yeah, on to the key unless they, uh, they might use that same lock on multiple doors. That's true. Yeah, you don't even know if that key went to this door yet. Yeah, I'm going to hang on to the key, and then I'm going to open the he flask. He did have a key, and he did have a silver, yeah, silver dwarven flask. I'm going to open the flask and pass it to Hella and be like, is this supposed to smell this way? Because Hella's got the brewer's knowledge. I do. Yeah. What does Ooh. that do for me? Brewer's knowledge? I don't know. This is new well, to she, me. She has a brewer's kit. That's uh, part of her equipment. Yeah. So I'm assuming that she would know if this dwarven wine is is like rancid or if it's just um, high t- high test. So yeah, you inspect the wine. You can tell it's it's alcoholic and it's not rancid. But Matt would not be proud of the quality and make of this wine. <laughs> this is some toilet wine if you've ever seen it. Mm. Made in the toilet. I can detect poison or impurities in a drink if that's of any help to you. Yeah, there's none of that. Uh, It just doesn't taste good. (laughs) It's just bad. All right. Let's get through this door. Yeah, so Thorn manages to pop the lock on the door. Pop and lock? (laughs) So you look inside, and squalor reigns in this low-ceilinged room. There's a large iron spike driven into the floor near the door and a small iron cage is set further back. Several sets of corroded manacles are connected to the walls and some still bind a few crumbling skeletons. 
there's three kobolds that are bound with crude rope to the iron spike in the center of the room and a battered gnome lies in the cage that cage is almost too small for him even for a gnome and he's cramped stuffed into this uh, iron box is he still alive? they are still alive so seeing this uh, Cass is going to call for Meepo to come in um, and then did I I don't know did Cass see Hugo get that key or to, if you yeah, said anything been, yeah I'll just, just saw him search the body I'll like, just say like Hugo come see if that if that key works on this cage does it yeah it does actually nice it does but I don't think we can fit all four of them in this little cage <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so, um, first case of business. As you call Meepo over, the other kobolds respond very positively. You know, they, they, they perk up. Uh, they were probably a little bit worried seeing you guys enter the room. Uh, but this is, this is good news for them. Uh, the key fits into the cage and pops open. And the gnome inside kind of slowly starts to work his way out he's you know he's stiff he's sore things have not been coming up millhouse you could say (laughs) does meepo say anything to the other kobolds yeah he would talk to them a bit in uh draconic which i understand you get the sense you get the sense he's assuring them that they're safe um that you guys are with meepo uh, you've agreed to help, and they feel very... They look reassured over this news. So he'll go and make sure all the ropes are cut. Meepo make sure all the ropes are cut or loosened from his friends. And uh, the small uh, gnome greets you guys. And uh, he looks a little wary, but seeing how the kobolds are happy in being released, uh, he kind of... Waits, waits on your whim. Cass is just gonna ask, like, who, who he is. What's he doing here? Oh, thank you very much for saving me. My name is Erky, Erky Timbers. <laughs> Erky. <laughs> oh, the names. Huh. Yes, I was captured by the goblins, and they've been holding me here. Uh, I think they intended to. To hold us ransom. How much money are we talking here? Oh my god. Well, I don't really know if the goblins could, you know, really get any money. Uh, you know, they might be able to ransom the kobolds back to their clan, as they they seem to keep, you know, different regions of this citadel. But I don't know what they were planning to do with me. Can I ask him what he was doing down here when he got captured? Yes, uh, months pass. I was on my way to seek my fortune and took the old town road. My bad luck, the goblin bandits caught me. I've been here ever since. My deity's blessing have kept me healthy, otherwise I'm sure I'd be dead from starvation by now. Oh, were you looking for one of the golden apples? Wait, uh, the magical apples, I don't think they're actually golden. No, we just somehow put that in and it became canon. <laughs> well, I wasn't really coming for that. I was just trying to find fortune where I could find it. 
But I have heard about it. So you came Can down here? Yeah, I was about to do the same thing. You're all welcome to roll insight. You wish you stayed in that cage, motherfucker! <laughs> uh, what did you roll, Tim? Nine. <laughs> I rolled a five. Ooh. I actually rolled semi-decent. I got a 16. That none of these are, like, super great? No, a 16 is good. I, I just didn't hear yours. Oh. It wasn't good. <laughs> okay. It was a one. Hella, you can tell that this creature is afraid. And in his fear, he is being as earnest as possible. What if he was more afraid? There ain't much backbone left in this one right now. Well, um... Go home. And then someone else... So that was the insight. <laughs> someone else asked about... Yeah, you asked why he came here. And then you asked about the apple. That was it, right? I'd like to ask if he's seen the uh, the Hugh Crelly offspring and and Sir Bradford, like three other humans. Erky, you know, under a few questions, he's starting to get the sense that you don't mean him any harm. He takes a big stretch. You can hear his muscles and joints pop from being crammed in that small cage and maybe he relaxes ever so slightly he says to you yes the goblins caught three of them over a month ago and they were captives with me in here for a while they said their names were Talgan, Sharwin, and Sir Braffer the goblins kept them in here only about a week before they removed them Balak wanted them and that's the last I've heard about it is Belloc one of the goblins? <laughs> oh, heavens no. Was he the outcast? Go on. <laughs> Belloc is a wicked old human. A spellcaster, I suspect. He tends an enchanted garden and harvests fruit from the sum and harvests fruit from something the goblins call the Gulfius tree. But they speak of it only in the most terrified of whispers. The enchanted fruit grows on this tree. Okay, so Belloc is the outcast that the kobolds referenced. Will I learn Counterspell by the time we get down there? I don't know. So, to Belloc? Hold your shit! <laughs> Look, I was tasked with getting one of these fruits to the nobleman, and then I will get my guild thing, and that's what I want. Which way to Bellic, little thing? Which way to Bellic, you ask? Uh, uh, he's not exactly sure. Like, he was captured and held prisoner here. So as much as he was able to glean some information over his long, like, two months held captive, he doesn't exactly know where it is. He hasn't traveled further than this. Well, you're of little help. Thank you. You can go home now. Just go back that way. Watch uh, out for the dead says, bodies. Wait, 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 please, please, I can be of help. Um, I, I, I know spells. I, I, can, I can try and keep you guys healthy. My god kept me healthy over two months captive by the goblins. Please take me with you. But he couldn't Don't get you out of a alone. cage. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have Meepo and the Irksome Erky. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, Sure. The more the merrier. It's my favorite thing, just having more bodies to carry around with us. I seem to recall dragging one body out of danger just maybe five minutes ago. 
<laughs> was it that dead corpse of a goblin? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just got a flesh wound and I've rebounded right back up. Anyways, let's go. Um, can I ask Erky if he if there's anything else that he can tell us before we go any further, like that can prepare us um, for what's ahead in terms of things that he's seen? I know that he hasn't physically been further than this, but if he's seen or heard any chatter from the goblins that might prepare us for what's ahead? Erky will kind of actually refocus on you, pulling away from Thorn. Naturally. Say, yes, yes, kind sir. Uh, I've heard the goblins talk about the Twilight Grove down below. I know they have more chambers further on from here. It's where they go to, to live and stay, but past that, they must have some way below this level into what they call the Twilight Grove. Do, 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 do. Cass is going to, like, kneel down <laughs> to try and get close to its level. Um, and just maybe try to put, like, a comforting hand on his on his shoulder and just say, like, you know, is there... Do you have family or friends who would be looking for you or worried about you? You know, is there any... Is there anything I, we can help you with before we continue, uh, continue on? He's very grateful that you freed him. And as much as his, his will kind of drives him to just run from this place, the only reason he believes he's alive is because of his faith. And he feels wrong uh, leaving you guys. And he would be happier to lend his assistance in any way he can. As he feels that's the right thing to do. So Cass will just say, we'll be happy to have you. We'll say, um, because you guys mentioned it before, and from what he's said to you, you can tell, um, like, he, he understands and he can speak goblin is one of the reasons why he was over to e- overhear them and, and gain so much information as a prisoner. Right. Nice. Uh, I guess you're useful. So he asked you, like, so are you willing to take me with you? I will help as much as I can. Sure, but we have one rule in this group. We let the half-elf go first. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Agreed. On one condition. You let me take a motherfucking short rest right now. <laughs> yes, please. Didn't you rest it up in that cage? No, it was too small for him, even for a gnome. <laughs> it's a small-ass cage. <sighs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys are good, you will take a, sh- a, a short uh, pause in this makeshift goblin prison um, sweet in the lab I will of luxury. say the other kobolds that you managed to free are um, worrisome but after a few words in draconic with Meepo uh, it seems like he's told them that you know rest assured they're allowed to backtrack towards the kobolds area um, as long as you guys have no objections they would like to you know just go back home Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd like to tell him to go to the trap door and be like, yeah. you gotta check out this fucking rat that we killed. <laughs> uh, they show you respect as a threatening figure. 
uh, and they promise you that they'll put a good word in for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs>